This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. We're going to be fifth bottom, game in hand. Right, we're recording. Right. Here we are, look. So, oh. live on. Oh, here we go. Do I rip? Hold your horses, like. Yeah, who's just. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> With broken side. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it's an alcohol free one. Oh, I don't have to. Oh, I, I have to log into. Oh, that's not going to work, is it? We'll, we'll have to not go live on Facebook. So I don't have to. to be fair. It's better not going live because I'm going to f and Jeff. I can feel. Yeah. It. I think that's. Uh, I think that's a pretty uh, good idea to be honest. I don't think anybody knows we're coming on anyway. Nah, they don't. So. No. All right, so we're, we are recording. So uh, there you go. <coughs> Try and make it sound as upbeat as possible, eh? And good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Uh, so we thought we'd do a. A review this week because we've we've been lucky enough to speak to some absolute diamond players, ex players, and people from the club, and uh, we've had a real good time. So we thought, why not have a go at reviewing some games because the games have been brilliant. So, so somebody, namely me, decided that at half time it'd be good to have a bit of a catch up after the game, live reaction, and um, yeah, that went well, didn't it, Ash? Well done. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> This afternoon, what time are we on? We are on nine minutes past five. And uh, today I've got Dave, I've got Ben, Sai, and Steve with me. So we're going to give, we will talk about previous results, I think. We'll, we'll, we'll gloss over them. But I think straight away after, what is it now, 20 minutes of the, well, yeah, 20 minutes of the full time whistle, shall we digest the oh, shit show? I think it is. We've just all witnessed. In the last fifty minutes, so go on, then, Simon. I will. I'm sorry. I'm going to start somewhere. So go on, Simon. I'll start with you because um, you're the oldest. You're the oldest. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. Like in my house with games, we start with the oldest, and obviously start with the oldest. Go on, Simon. Come on. Um, what a game of two halves. It, uh, I, I just there's a number of things we don't seem to be able to play ninety minutes. We can only play 45. We can't put a team to bed when we are so obviously dominating a game. 
Um, we can't defend corners. We invite people to shoot from outside the six-yard box and don't close people down. And we don't have a plan B. I think that summed up that game, didn't it? We don't have a plan A. No, we feel like... I think, we, I think, I think if I think you... It, I think, I think if you put those into a bowl, Simon, what you've just gone over, I think that's a recipe for League <laughs> One, isn't it? We, we had a plan A in the, the first half. We had a plan and we seemed to be able to execute it to a point. But then in the second half, when they got that first goal from a corner, I'd love to know how many corners we've conceded from this season because every time we seem to, the ball is put down for a corner, I just look at and think, well, we're going to concede here. Um, and then once they con- we conceded, that was it. The midfield became non-existent. Um, Bannon and Hutch disappeared from the game, I thought, in the second half. Hutch came into it in regards to he got his yellow card and started trying to hack players down because I think it was just pure desperation. And I also think he tired and, 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 and looked a little lost in the second half, personally. I, I thought think- Ban- Bannon... I don't know, Bannon. Um, and, and there was just no plan B, just just nothing, just nothing. The two subs, well, the three subs brought nothing to the game. Oh, I, I think, I think I, I agree with you there, Simon. I think for me, Hutchinson, he did have a good first half. Mm. I thought he had a good first half. I, I, I had my reservations, probably like a lot of the fan base, about bringing him back. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I think he has been one of the better performers performers since he's been back uh, and I think I know we've had all the yellow card bingo and red card bingo and all that uh, but I, th- I think it does seem that a few weeks months in the sun has, has calmed him down a little bit but um, yeah agree I, I agree with you uh, I think Izzy Brown and I, and we'll all see it over social media that we follow in the first half I think Izzy Brown and the questions were asked why hasn't he started more why is he not playing and he was he was a totally different player, I think. And and I don't know if Bannon, for me, was was a little bit lost. I don't know if that's good or because if one of them's playing really well, then you don't mind if the other ones just took the back seat. I think uh, I think the first half, I think they both complemented each other because we've we, we spoke a lot about Bannon sitting too deep, and that's. That's not a bad thing when you've got someone like Izzy Brown that can link it up between midfield and, and your, your two strikers or one striker or however many it is. Um, so for me, I, I think the pair of them together, I do think that that's the way forward. But I think that that's probably the only positive to come out of that game. And yeah, I know Windash, yeah, he's got two goals. He had a good first half, but he, sh- he should have finished the, the best chance at game off that he had. Um and we should have put it to bed in the first half. We should have had four or five in the first half and then there's no coming back for Luton. And then it's a, it's as simple as we haven't got the heart for it. This team haven't got the heart for a relegation battle. And a lot of them have spouted all this shite on social media about how uh, fans need to wait while end of season um, will we'll come good. You need to stop slating us. You need to stop saying this and that about us. Well, it's turning out that these players are seemingly thinking they're better than they are. Some of them that have been quite talkative on social media because what they've put in in the last few weeks and over the course of the season has been shite. Yeah, uh, <laughs> totally agree. I, I really, I really <laughs> do. I mean, 
hey, Ben, me and you are agreeing on something. I think, <laughs> I think we'll, we'll put that one in the diary. But no, it, it's all good and well. We're all supporters, we all think. But I mean, the players that are playing and the first half, we, the first half we'll just talk about all day long, probably. Uh, I, I mentioned um, on, the, on our WhatsApp, it was like uh, nine shots in 22 minutes, I think the stat was. Now, I think someone put out on, I don't know who it was, but we hadn't had that many shots in the last two games. So for that, I mean, you can't fault that attacking play. So I mean, I don't think we've dominated the game like that since first playoff season, since 2015 16. I can't, I honestly can't remember a game where we've dominated like that in, in recent memory. And, but it means absolutely nothing when you go and do what you've done in the second half. And it just show it. It's just a one-off forty-five minutes then. In what's oh. been five or six weeks where we've been terrible, it don't mean anything. Of course, yeah, yeah. You can have ninety-nine percent possession, one percent. You can have all the shots and everything, and but if you don't come away with the three points, you're na- naffed. Of course, Steve. What did you make of the Stevie the first half, and probably well, I'll ask you the second half and the result. Um, I thought we were good first half. Um. I've got a mate who's um, who was a Luton fan, um, tagged me in something uh, today, and we were sort of waxing lyrical this morning about the fact that it's probably going to be a nil-nil draw. I said we were very toothless up top, sort of over the last few weeks. Um, they're not scoring. It's another one of those enter Sheffield Wednesday moments. Into I think they've won one one in seven before uh, before we've rocked up today. Um, we get the goal. Um, you know, they, then there's the worry that we've scored too early, um, but and, and then they come back into it a little bit. Um, but we we rolled that sort of five minute period out, and we've played some really good stuff. I thought Brown first half was excellent. I thought Urahidi was was excellent first half. Um, I thought we looked um, aggressive going forwards. We looked we played with a high tempo. Uh, everything that, that we did seemed to be right. But and it's easy to say this at quarter past five, twenty past five after losing three two. The, the, there's always that feeling that they get one and they're going to get another and we're going to lose a game, even at 2-0. You know, uh, I think I said to, 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 to you guys that, you know, a second one, I'll start to get a little bit more relaxed. But even at 2-0, um, there's always the worry. And certainly when the first goal went in, you, you kind of knew what was coming. And that's, that, that's my concern. Not necessarily the performance is the performance. Um, as soon as we conceded today, you know, we conceded early second half. It, it was going to be a long sort of 45 minutes and we just crumbled. We, we've got no spine. There's no backbone. I won't, I can't say I won't slate the players. I probably will at some point. Uh, well, I definitely will at some point, but my worry isn't necessarily the playing staff. It's not necessarily the coaching. I'm going to go in there early. Thompson's lost four, is it three on the bounce again now? Uh, four, four, the, four now. We've lost four on the bounce. But yeah. Do you know what? There's not one person anywhere in and around the club that's sort of talking about a new manager coming in. So let's get that out as Ed's. Um, The fact of the matter is, Thompson's going to be our manager till the end of the season, whether we stay up or go down. That will happen, which I think is an absolute nonsense. He's not been given the job permanently. Um, we we, We are in a perilous position. We've gone from being one place out of the relegation zone with, with a game in hand at half-time to be in second from bottom uh, with team above us with a game in hand. And we're six points away from it now. Um, this club is, is is in a mess. And I've said, I said, even at minus 12 at the start of the season, um, 
I thought we'd stay up and I thought we'd stay up comfortably. Uh, we went six points. I thought we'd be comfortable. I thought we'd be mid-table. As recently as a month ago, I thought we'd stay up. Um, I've looked at the table just before we've come on tonight and we are going down. That is happening. We will go down. And, I, you know, I'll accept that. That's absolutely fine. Um, my mindset tonight, and it might change if we go on and run, but I don't think we will. My mindset tonight is who can we get out the door? Um, who can we, how, how do we clear the deck? Uh, what manager can we get in that's going to get us out of League One or at least challenging in League One next season as quickly as possible? Because I'm looking down at League One and I'm thinking Portsmouth, I'm thinking Bradford, I'm thinking Bolton. It's all well and good saying go down, consolidate and get back up. But, you know, it's not a given. And the problem that we've got is that we've got a, a chairman who has spunk money up the wall, um, has mismanaged the club to ridiculous levels. And the, we're, we're not even at the worst of it yet. Mark my words, we are not at the worst of it. Um, would, would, would you have oh, this? Um, would you have been ha- not happier, but would you have been more content if if Thompson would have been given the job and said, "Look, full full time till the end of the season. You are the man. We're not looking. We we're going to put it out there to media supporters and everything. That's it. You're the man for the next uh, three months. That's it. You're you're there. You're our man." And he's gone on that good run, which we all we all loved. Obviously, we all love it. But then, obviously, the last two weeks, three weeks, we've had some dire performances under Thompson, of course, but under Thompson as a caretaker. Now, would you have been happier if we'd have made the decision of what we were doing and it would have been him? What do you reckon? What do you reckon? I, I, I don't think it would have made a difference because I think that decision has been made. I, th- I think he knows he's got it till the end of the season, to be honest with yeah. you. And all, all it is, it's, it's lip service to uh, the local press, the people, the Sky, um, BT, whoever it is that's coming in, BBC, coming in and going, oh, uh, this manager's coming in till the end of the season because he wouldn't have got it for any longer than that. Um I, I honestly don't think it would have made a difference. I, I wasn't overly, and I, I've made this point, I wasn't overly enamoured with Thompson coming in in the first place. Yeah. I wanted a cook or I wanted somebody else in, and, we, and I'm not going back on what I've said. I then came out and said when we went on that run that it seemed to be that there, there, there were lots of positive talk coming out of the club um, and people were speaking really highly of him. And that's great. I want him to do well. He's, he, I, I've just, over the last three weeks, there doesn't seem to be a... As Ben has said earlier, there's not a plan A. There's certainly not a plan B. Um, I worry. I, I worry that he's possibly when our backs are against the wall, tactically naive. The substitutes that he made today made them late. We didn't change anything till at least 15, 20 minutes into into the first half, and we'd rolled out. Uh, sorry, second half, and we'd rolled through. You know, some some serious pressure there. And um, there's no tactical changes that are taking place. And it got to a point in the second half when our backs were against the wall, where Hutch is the deepest man. And all he's doing is getting the ball in the right back position. He's lumping it up to Jordan Rhodes to go and win. What, yeah, I mean, what just, going back to, just going back to what you were saying about the managerial situation and, and stuff like that. Just before we started recording, I said, "What, what, what, what's crap with a new manager? What's crap with leadership from above?" And they've shown absolutely none of that in the fact that they haven't come out. And I agree. I don't think it made a difference if they said Neil Thompson's permanent manager till the end of the season. I don't think it made a difference on pitch, but it showed some leadership from above to actually make a, a strong decision, which he hasn't done. He just doesn't seem to care. There's no leadership from Chancery. There's no leadership on pitch. Just went first goal, goes in, and I think it's Patterson, it's Patterson that loses his man. 
Tom Lee's is next to him. He turns around and just gives it that one. What what's putting your arms up in air and having a quick word going to do? Grab hold of him, th- throw him on floor, do something to rile everybody up. Only one that, only leader I think there is in this team, and I don't think not necessarily a, a leader as good as what we need, but the only one is Bannon. He's the only one that will scream at someone and try and rile people up. That's it, and that's not enough. Tom Lee's is meant to be this, 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 this figure. In, cha- in changing room, and I just don't see it. I don't see it at all. I don't. I don't even see it from Hutchinson. <laughs> Only other one I see it from necessarily is Westwood when he plays. And I and I just that's something we're going to disagree on because I don't think Bannon is anywhere near a captain material. M- maybe really not. Don't. Only one really tries don't. to people. The the it, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm going to say it is an angry Scottish man, little Scottish man, mm-hmm. uh, and I. I get that he's the probably the most talented we've got in the midfield, no doubt with his ability. But I just I just feel that if things don't go his way and that he just stands and shouts and points, I don't think it's any meaning. I don't think he's got the I think he's got the attitude to shout at someone, but I don't think he's got the the man management type player respect to to do that to to another player i really don't but oh, wait, what do i know I, I i agree to some extent that's why i said not i, I don't think I'm he's not, a, reg- yeah i don't think he's an amazing leader but he's the only one for me that if that you look at that help. 11 <laughs> yeah if you yeah. look at the squad like i said there's only, only other one that i see as being like that is is westwood i don't even see an Hutchinson being like that really i think Hutchinson's too you know, you know what, what what strikes me is what 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 strikes me is that um, when things are going well, we're all big and we're all loud and we're all positive and you know the, these lads are coming out and they're tweeting and they're posting things on social media. When our backs uh, against the wall on the pitch, um, like like we've just said, there's no leadership. We we you know we we we, we look small. Uh, we're crumbling away. Um, there, there's no there's no heart. There's no there's no bottle there. There's no fight. Um, we, we we kind of I could almost accept going down if we had a bit of heart and we had a bit of passion and we showed something on the pitch. But at the minute we're just going down with a whimper. And, and um, this this, this is this this is some of the trouble as well, isn't it? I, I, I read uh, Thompson's um, press conference after the Brentford game, and I'm not actually quite sure what game he watched compared to the rest of us. Oh, because. Because, because, and this is the trouble now, Ben, I agree. This is the trouble. We're almost getting the standard um, answers, PR answers from everybody, re, uh, to try and gloss over the facts. I'd rather them come out and say, I mean, we're obviously not seeing Thompson's interview, but I'd rather go up, go in to say and say, we capitulate in the second half and we're shit. And people need to start. You know, we've, I don't, we've just... Uh, yeah. not... That, that you're not for all I agree totally Simon you're not you're not going to get that are you obviously Tom, Thompson's been put in there by Chancere for whatever reason he's been he's shown that he can do because it's easy for Chancere yeah of course but I say I mean Dave Dave I know you, you, you've not given your thoughts yet so what's what's your what was your take on obviously the way that the, the team Basically, well, oh, I'll say it. 
fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything everybody said is valid, and um, I don't think there's really anything else we can say about the way that things have been going recently, apart from a complete and utter lack of character, a complete and utter lack of um, desire and want and will. And Ben's obviously touched on about the the lack of stomach for a, a relegation battle. That's that's massively apparent. I think in terms of Thompson, um, just go over what we've discussed collectively. I think it's semantics in terms of what his job title is. I don't think he necessarily even particularly wants the job. Um, my concern is that nobody does of any great uh, repute or uh, capacity. We've, um, I'm going to say we've put ourselves in a situation. I think the chairman has um, constructed a situation where I think the club within the professional game amongst coaches and managers is seen as not even a poison chalice. Just It's just a, just a massive big dog shit that everyone's trying to skirt around. Nobody wants it. Um, and you've got to ask yourself, why would they? They're going to have no control. Um, over um, how they're going to be setting up and playing in long-term visions of their club. They're probably going to have no say on their signings. They're going to be no budget. We're in free fall. Um, so given all those things, you can sort of see why the players get their heads down. However, having said that, they are still supposed to be professionals and even a bit of personal pride. Um, I don't think there is leaders there. I think I think Bannon plays as well. Um I think he plays in that way, that vocal way, when he's playing and he's got a captain that can lead him and guide him a bit so he can just be that little nippy Scottish man in the middle of the park and play to his strengths with somebody else, kind of guide him guide him about the park, talking and bringing him down, building him up. And I think Bannon can manage himself, but I don't think he can manage the team um, on the pitch. But that's not, that's not his fault, I don't think, in terms of he can only be who he is uh, and he is the most vocal and the most talented of the players that are out there. But when the rest of them can't either be bothered or they aren't good enough, then, you know, I kind of said before we came on, uh, we've made Nathan Jones look like Pep Guardiola. His team were playing rank rotten, 2-0 down at home, going nowhere, couldn't put two passes together. He's made three subs at half time. Within five minutes, he's managed to get his team back ahead. Uh, so got a goal back um, to put them two on behind. I think most of us had that sinking feeling at that point. It was only going to go one way. The big centre forward that they had, that they got from Warsaw, um, Adebayo, something like that, yeah, totally Adebayo. bullied our back line. Um, having come up from League One, uh, I think uh, there was that air of inevitability, which again, I think was a phrase that Stevie used in relation to the Brentford game. And that's what it is. Every game feels like it's going down a set plan and path. There's the complete lack of guidance from the chairman. I think we've got a coach in charge, uh, acting interim caretaker, whatever you want to call him, that doesn't want the job, doesn't know what to do. I think he can probably coach down at Middlewood perfectly fine. His tactical awareness is zero. Those subs made bugger all difference, and they never do. So it's just freshening things up. Um, I have also, um, if you'd asked me at quarter four, I might have said different, but I have made my mind up as well, like Steve. We are going in free fall with a whimper, into League One, and worst could be yet to come unless we make a, a massive decision top to bottom on how we're going to set up for next year. I and think that's, that's the scary thing, and I agree entirely with both of you and Steve in regards to... Um, I, I've, 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 I've got a trio here. I think we're going down. I think, oh, I think shut up, man. Worst, come on. 
Stop being miserable, of... <laughs> Stodds. I'm supposed to be the miserable the one. I'm, I'm still <laughs> thinking we're going to get out of it. Come on. Um, no, I, I honestly, looking at that just side, me then, the, way we performed, yeah. <laughs> the way we performed in the second half and, and, and this run that we've had since the frozen pitch, and then just looking at um, when they got the third today and it cut to the, the bench and just the body language from Bullen, from Thompson, from Weaver... They're looking at each other as if to say, we don't know what to do here. The fact is that you are you're exactly right there, Dave, in regards to substitutions are coming on, but there's no changing game plan. It's just a fresh pair of legs. The way we're playing is exactly the same as what we were playing five minutes before. It's just a different shirt number, you know? Um, but what really worries me now is after this season's finished and we go down, what plan's in place for next season? Because... And, it, and we talked about leaders, and and, and I know Ben, ha, Ben, you know, has his thoughts about Chancery. We all do, but the guy is not leading this club anywhere other than down the toilet at the moment. And 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 it, it, it's scary where this club could go. And 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 I don't give a shit about the fact he owns owns the ground. That's a completely different respect. It's the actual how he's going to turn this round and what he's going to do. And you, you know, who is going to come? Who is going to come and manage this if they're not signing the players, if not choosing the players they want, if somebody's not sticking the hand in the pocket and paying for players and 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 willing to finance a, a team? It, it, it's it's really scary times. I think really, really scary times. And I think that's especially at the moment because we cannot. And I know Chan will still find a way of blaming fans somehow, but we cannot have any impact on what's happening. We can't be at the ground, we can't shout louder, we can't slag them off and try and rile them, we can't do anything that's going to impact on whether we stay up or not. We can't have any impact on, even like we, Chancery and I are up, we can't have any impact on how we're voicing that, except for on Twitter and on, on stuff like this. We can't make his opinions known at the ground just because of the situation the world's in. And like I said... I, I know we, I've been one, and there are a few others that are joking about it on Twitter about putting them in golden elephants in Don. But genuinely, I think if we could get to them golden elephants, I think they'd be in Don. I do think there'd be protests against him. We are always running it. And do you think though? Would is that obviously I'm. One of them. <laughs> one of yes. We, no, we are. Boys, we are and girls. Sorry, do you, do you, do you really do you think that would get anywhere? I I am all up for protesting and making our voices heard in any such way, but it doesn't. And people said it doesn't help. Was that there was a shoot me down if I'm wrong here, but there was a guy or girl group, a couple of people put the bed sheet up with Chancery out on, and it got more of a it got more of a laugh on Twitter rather than anything. And is is what is it, nine thousand miles away in Thailand or, or anything? Do you really think he's the sort of person to want that? It, well, I think that that would cause more between fan groups and fan supporters than it would. I'm not sure. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think he takes stuff like that to art because I think that's what he's like. He's, he's very stubborn and set in his ways, and I think the only way to really well, I think it's shown. I think it's shown in the last few weeks and months where he's come out in interviews and said, oh, fans are saying this on Twitter. Fans are saying that on Twitter. 
the best way to get to him at the moment is Twitter. Quite obviously, because I don't think it's just another rod to beat the fans with. No, it's just another. If he's made his decision about social media some time ago, so whether there's five thousand people tweeting Chancery out or or twenty thousand people, he's already made his decision. So he's you know if more people protest against it, he's already got his decision. Is that apparently? You know, it stops us getting massive sponsorship deals. It stopped players coming. It stopped people coming in and buying the club, which we all know is absolute bullshit, right? So, you know, he's already made his mind up about that. The, the guy is using it as a tool to, as an excuse. He's using it hugely as an excuse down to his mismanagement of the club. Is that it's our fault or social media's fault. We know social media has got, you know, its divisive sides, but, you know, come on, that, that's ridiculous. I, I, I really, really... The trouble is, what's going to happen is if we can go back next season, which looks like it, we will be, and we're in League One, I think we're going to be getting home crowds of 10, 11,000. Because well, that's it. That's, 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 people are going to buy season tickets. Yeah? I think uh, there's, gonna, there's, there's obviously uh, probably two sides of it, isn't it? You either totally blank out all social media or you embrace it if you can call it that which i think is it the aston villa was it was it aston villa chairman owner that um maybe i might be doing a damn fudge here because you know and he was like dr Zhao. yeah yeah that's it so that's it and he was he was really on the social media side oh we've mm. had a great chat with a player today do you know what i mean so you can take it to that but obviously he will have got all sorts of dogs abuse on, on any sort of social media. Or you can take it to the, I am not listening to anything uh, that anyone says. Now, it would be remiss of any business owner who has customers um, to totally ignore social media because it's a massive thing. We all know it is, isn't it? it you, you have these people bloody earning millions on it as social influencers that just take pictures in Dubai and stuff like that. And because there is that, and we, we've we gone, we've said it on the podcast about the future of Sheffield Wednesday, as in the future fans, the future people who's going to turn up, how do we attract them and, and people like that. Uh, and for, for Chancery to basically, yeah, totally remiss and dimiss the, the whole social media thing, I'm just not, I think the problem is, is it's just got this outstanding arrogance, in my opinion, where that whatever his view is, whatever he thinks it's that's right. He's just got this. He's got he's got his advisor for his football, and whatever he seems to say is gospel, which is bonkers. Because when he did then try and expand uh, his advisor group, um, and then unsurprisingly, the two advisors were trying to. Well, I would suggest they possibly were looking at their own uh, portfolios and their own, uh, yeah. their, their, own, their own interests. And then he decided to cut them. But Chancery, I think, whether, whatever his reason is for dismissing social media, um, he has done. And that arrogance is just not going to go away. I mean, how does he get through his other business ventures? If, he's, if, his, fish, if his tuna tins don't sell well enough, is it the bloody fish's fault? Because that's the way it seems to be where it's always somebody else. It's always something else. It's not, you know, it's, 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 it's indicative of like, I don't know, you might get like individual sports people, athletes, as opposed to teams. And, and with them, it's always, oh, if I didn't win the race, it's all these factors, it's external factors. It wasn't me. And you don't tend to get that in team 
sports or team events, it tends to be the collective. We need to do this better collectively. So you can't have a team environment with an individual's ethos at the top because if he's going to blame any individual thing on any external factor, whatever suits his uh, his narrative, then where, where does it stop? Because when there's success, I'm sure he'll be the first person to go, oh, that was me, I did that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and I, I think it doesn't matter what you and uh, what you think of social media and how toxic it, it is, and it can be. There is infinitely good in there. There is stuff that he could harness. He could, because we all know that the littlest things mean quite a lot to people, regards to what he could do for the club and the supporters. I mean, we saw a, we saw a thing on was it the uh, shirts. So we're more than, we're a third into the end of, well, two thirds in the season and we're still selling shirts at £64, whatever it is. Now, you knock, I don't know, 30, 30% off that, 30 quid off that or whatever it is and, and get people in or, or you offer, and there's millions of stuff, things that the club could do on social media that is a lot better for fans mm. that have basically had an awful time, football and personal, uh, private lives as well. We all know that. And we've seen this this last week, uh, one of the, uh, I'll mention, I was going to mention it later, but obviously one of the Sheffield Wednesday family supporter, Sid, who we've seen on Twitter, been going through a proper tough time. And to see, and it does, this This is where I love Sheffield Wednesday family, that the whole supporters, and this is what the club need to get into, is helping somebody who needed a just, a tweet, just needed a chat with somebody. Just just a, hey, up, mate, you're all right. And we're, we're all men. We, we all go through sort of thing. And, and that, for me, was fantastic. And there is people out there that social media helps. And for the club to, the club do, they have done a little bit better on social media, but obviously, Chancery, to say, to dismiss it, dismiss it is just, it's, it's crap for me. It really should. Really uh, good for everything. I, I, can, I, can, I, can I just jump in there? Because uh, this is, I'm, I, I do feel a bit passionately about this. Um, I couldn't agree more with everything that you've said there um, about Sid. And I think the, the, the response to his, um, you know, the, the, the stuff that's been going out on social media has been absolutely fantastic. And, and I fully applaud Sheffield Wednesday Football Club for, for sort of supporting and the family for supporting, the, you know, us as supporters, not customers, supporting that, the, that guy. Um, and it's been great. I think you got a call from Kirkland as well, didn't he? Which was, you know, really nice to see. And that's when, like, like you just said, Ash, social media—that's what it's for. That's that's when it's at its best. Um, and and from on a personal level, if we if we're giving a message to Sid, I, and if he listens, I hope he's I hope he's doing all right and he's picking up. It seems to be that he's having better days at the minute, and I and I, I do really wish him well. Um, and again, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm being dismissive of that situation because you know, it's. Uh, I think I saw some something somewhere where people were talking about the the Brian Clough quote being football being more important than life and death. It absolutely and you know, um, and I, absolutely not not the right. Thing to, to... I think Steve on that. I think we all uh, Brian Clough genius football. Maybe said some one or two things that weren't, obvious, but but we'll yeah. forgive him. We'll yeah, he he, he had his own uh, opinions on things, and so does a yeah. lot of thousands of people. It, 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 it will be Chancler. 
Yeah. To, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to my no, so, to well, that the, my point exactly. Well, say then that era, that ilk, an era of managers. We all know the. It's been a, it's been a long week, man. <laughs> <laughs> to to take it back to the club and and, and chance here and the social media stuff. There's a couple of things that that just stick with me, and, and you know we're all making valid points about the the, the what's wise and wherefores um, of using social media and and, and chance here using it as a as a sort of a, a justification for his communication strategy and, and, and you know, uh, blaming us and saying it's the fans' fault and so forth. For me, um, I think the biggest thing that sticks with me in terms of Chancery, he's so far down a rabbit hole now. Um, he, he can't get out of it. And I, I do think he was well-intended. I really do. I think um, I, I agree with, with Dave. He's probably the most arrogant chairman that we've ever had. Um, but and, and you know it's a cultural thing as well. But he's he's he's, he's lumped that much money in. He's gone for he's had, he's had that much poor advice that he's probably not been sort of accustomed to. He's now at a point where his hands are tied and he can't do anything in terms of throwing money at stuff. Which is uh, you know it's the easiest way of uh, getting out of stuff when you're rich is to chuck a little bit more money at it. And um, what does he do? Um, and that he he. He has no strategy. There is no strategy to get himself out of it. You know, uh, Wickham got himself up. They've got themselves into the championship for the first time. Um, their aspirations would have been to stay in um, in the championship. That club is living beyond it, beyond its means. It's um, a very modest club. The you know the the support, the fan support base is very small. Um, I'd say the same about Rotherham. We're a bigger club in terms of fan base and history than um, Coventry. Uh, than Blackburn, than you know, than, than a lot, than than a lot the, of clubs in the Premier League as well. Well, Stevie, yeah, but, we all they're, give this they're, they're massive, about. don't we? We all give yeah. this massive, but but, but the, the the point, the thing I'm getting to is we're we're, we're in free fall and we're we're second bottom in the Championship and we we we're, we're looking like we're going to go down, but there's no sort of there's no reaction to, to what's happening. There's nothing that, there's, there's, you know, Chancery's not making any sort of statements. Thompson's not going to come out and say, well, I need to walk away from this. The club is not going to make a statement saying, right, we need a, a, a manager to come in. And, and I just wonder what we can do that's different. I almost, I almost think, um, having listened to some of the, the, the guys that we've had on the, po- uh, the podcast over the last few weeks, I wouldn't be against getting somebody like Gary Megson in and just getting somebody to to sort of galvanise the club and get somebody playing with a bit of passion and a bit of heart. And I know that sounds ridiculous because it goes against everything that I've, you know, I believe in. But at this point, somebody that cares for the club, somebody that can get players that we've got, because that won't change, playing for the shirt and the badge. Um, if it means doing going back to sort of you know the, the 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 more traditional method of managing and um, coaching and getting people to play with a bit of passion, so be it. I completely agree. Like, I, I think I've said it the last couple of weeks that Wednesday in League One needs a former player, a club legend to, to come in and either stop the rot or turn it all around. And we got that with Megson 10 years ago. <laughs> but the thing is now with Chancery, that just ain't going to work. And it ain't going to work for a manager su- such as Megson or a Megson's era working for someone yeah. like Chancery. Well, it proved that with Pulis, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It proved it with Pulis, although I, although I thought Pulis's heart was never in it anyway from the very start. He wanted to, he wanted to completely change the way we played, and the, and and he was just waiting for January. And when he was told theoretically that he wasn't going to get the money he was going to spend, 
he pissed off. Um, I'd love, I'd, I agree with Steve in regards to a Megson type play to take him up to the back of the cop and say, this is what you need to do to, oh, I've listened to a few of the interviews you guys have done with Rob Jones and, and, and Leuven's and stuff like that. And this passion that these players have got, have had, and to look at the players we've got now, we don't seem to have a player, like you said earlier on in regards to leaders, you know, Bannon only seems to be the one that ha- has any sort of leadership in him. It talks about people falling out in the changing rooms after the Brentford game. <sighs> Simon? Yeah? Why, why can't... I forgive me, I'm, I'm, it's not a rant, but why can't players, and why don't players see how much it hurts and, and kills the fans, the club... And they're just, they turn up at one o'clock with the little wash bags, Versace or whatever. But yes, it's a job. And I agree, I, it's a job. Everyone has jobs. But even in my job, I take a bit of pride in my job. And I'm sure everybody does whatever they do. Um, I, take, I, think- I take a bit of pride. And I go into my job. Why can't they stand up, actually look like, because people say, you know, if you're serving, um, burgers at a burger joint or you're serving whatever you do it with a smile we always have this away americans have a nice day smile and all this why can't it look like that the players are actually giving a shit because it doesn't look it it doesn't look they look like they're going through the motions turning up for work getting paid x amount and that's that's nobody's business everyone can earn whatever they want it doesn't matter but it just seems to me that players especially at sheffield wednesday just don't care and that is really bad for me. They don't give the impression uh-huh. they care. They don't... I Don't get me wrong. I don't want someone screaming and shouting and everything, but it just doesn't seem like it's a job. And if they go down, they will probably still take 20% if they go down, whatever, if they're on, uh, or move on to the next club, whatever. And I hate that. And I hate that the we pay our money, we go watch when we can, and we do that. And it just grinds me that players don't seem to care. I think, have I, have I, I got it wrong there? I don't... Uh, yeah, yes, results. Results always all make us feel like this. If, we, if we'd have gone on seven games unbeaten, we won't be having this conversation. But because we do, we pick out every little thing. And thing, The thing on that, Ash, if we'd have gone on a seven-game unbeaten run, it would have been because the players cared, the coach was the right coach, there was an incentive or, you know, an infrastructure behind behind the scenes that was making that happen. You know, I don't believe for a second that the players that were on that pitch for Luton today were better players than our lot. I don't believe it, you know, and, and no. I mean, people will laugh because they'll go, well, of course they were because they won the game. But player for player, I would put our squad against five, six of the teams in the bottom 10 and say we should be at least competing with them week in, week out. Easy. The lad, Easy. we talked about the lad who, who, who scored the winning goal for them today. Uh, barring a spell at Warsaw, he's played about 10 games. He's scored about four yeah. goals. We've made him look like bloody Drogba today. Yeah, It, it, it yeah. goes back to uh, the whole caring thing. And for me, the di- there's no discipline. And I will go back to the Kachunga taking his earrings out. I will. No, 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 right. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you with that. And she, she needs to take a look at herself and himself. 
Sorry, because no. Anyway, it, it was such a it was such a small incident, but that doesn't happen for a team that goes on a seven game winning run. It doesn't happen to a team that's in playoffs or in the top two or the top ten that's doing well. It doesn't happen if there's got if there's a manager in place that's got the respect of the squad, and it doesn't happen if there's leaders in the squad that wouldn't allow that to happen. It's such a little thing, but it shows me so much. Jesus Christ, I think that's the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> and you come out with some pearlers, but 100%, Ben, that you are it was, It's such a on. small thing, but it, it just, it just summed up on. the whole shit discipline. Like, like non-existent discipline that, that's in this squad. It showed that, you know what, they don't really care if it takes, it takes another couple of minutes to make a substitution and we go and concede one. It's more important that he looked good than actually to be ready for the match. And yeah. right, that's that's indicative right. of the attitude. You, you are. You sp- I'm laughing because we're, we're revisiting something. But the more time that goes on, the more the more it is. It's just it, it's a perfect example of well, I don't care. And then it is it, it, it's that is that la- is that lack. It's, it's, it's the small things. It's the small things that go a long way. And um, <laughs> <laughs> name of your enjoy- day. <laughs> I mean, Steve, Steve you, you, you coach, you coach a team, right? You coach a, a, a group of lads who place many leagues below Wednesday, right? We came, we came and watched you. <laughs> we came and watched you. And we watched, we, there, were, there were different ages, young lads, older lads of different shapes and sizes. But from what we saw from the start to the finish, every single lad there gave 100% all the way through. And I'm sure if you had a lad who was playing at Middle at Park or at Back Four, who didn't go in for that challenge when you felt you played, Steve, at a decent level, who didn't go in for a challenge, you'd be the first one shouting at him, and so would his teammates, because you play as a team, right? And the problem I think we've we've created for Wednesday is that we've, and I think it's indicative of football as a whole, and sorry, I know I'm the old man of the group here, but we see this as, 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 as football as a whole, and and. Few and the few and far between players nowadays in the higher levels who um, would give their right arm to to get in and, and and tackle who would who would you know just go for every single ball and the fact is that when you get to that point where somebody's having to take the earrings out or somebody's having to take fifteen layers off to then put their shirt on to go on you know these sort of things that they're not ready and they're not they're not ready to immediately go on when they're due for a sub, that we have to wait five, ten minutes. This is just indicative of the players that we've got in the leagues, but what we seem to have at Wednesday have recruited. You know, we've, we've taken players on, monked up players on, of Kachunga, you know, these freebie players, who you've got to start looking back and thinking, why have they been released by their teams? What What, what, what is it? We've taken but these by players on. By teams that, that are in and around us and that went down. I.e. Dunkley, I.e. Kachunga, teams that that yeah. are in that in well, D- Dunkley were part of. I know we're gonna have a heavy points deduction that that re- that were what really sent them down, but he were part of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back a, a obviously a few months now. I'll I'll pick up on that point you've just said, but I I am sure that quite, there was quite a few. Hang on, delivery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come round to our house. 
<laughs> there was quite a few supporters that saw the the transfer uh, dealings and thought, actually, we've had, we've had a really good <laughs> a really good transfer, Ethan. A really good transfer policy, a really good transfer recruitment in in thing, and it doesn't seem like that, does it? If you looked at the names on paper, yes, and what we'd spend, but. To me, I mean, how how many of the same could be said for the last last five years? If you want, it's it's been a total hit and a miss. We have had some cracking players in the last five years, right back to the beginning of Chance Series era. But if you throw enough shit at a wall, some of it will stick. It's a total it's guesswork. It doesn't feel like we're doing due diligence and working through. Will this man fit our team? Will it fit how we're planning on going forward? Have they not got the have they got the right attitude, the right um, commitment? Is there injuries? Uh, record good enough. And anything can be unlucky, and we have still signed some good players, but I don't think we've signed a player who has been the right man for the right fee that's not come with any problems. You know, even people like Luongo, who've been really good business, he's made out of biscuits. He just he seems to break all the time. And th- th- that comes back down to what we said about Chancery and his arrogance. He just doesn't see past what he's told by the people that are part of his inner circle. And how he can't see that money is pissed away and gone. Do you know something? I could have been. I could have been getting better value for, for my money. It's my money that's been wasted here. It's my kids' inheritance that's been wasted here. There, there is, is where there is a lot. Sorry, Sam. There is a lot of arrogance with that, and we've said about him being arrogant. But and we can go over this a million times. If if I was to go and buy, I don't know, a business that I had got no. I think someone made the analogy. If you go and buy it. If I went to go and buy a Thai boxing club, yeah, obviously I'm peak of physical. You can see that, guys, you know. Uh, but if I went to buy a Thai boxing club and I didn't know jack shit about it, but the money is going to be there. There is not, but it's going to be shown about around the world. I'm going to invest and I'm going to take this Thai boxing club from Division One uh, to the Premier League of Thai boxing or, or whatever you would get people around you that would understand Thai boxing, right? Mm-hmm. So you would get in place all the people that you think or what you your advisors are telling you because, one, I can't speak a word of Thai um, and think, but you would build yourself around and listen to people. And we know he's got advisors and it looks like his advisors the couple, one, two, the names you can throw out, have basically said to him, look, you want this You want this tie boxer? He's brilliant. I take 25% of his wages, right? But he's mm-hmm. great. Do you know what I mean? Or this guy, or this guy. But then, if you're not even in the country, I just don't understand how he thinks. So he's got the millions, and we know he will have the millions that he wanted to spend how he wanted to, how he can come into a country and not understand his customers. And yes, we are customers, and everyone's going to shout at me for that. We are. We are also very loyal supporters in the amount of money we spend and time. Because it's what, to be honest, look, it's nearly six o'clock on a Saturday night, and we're all young, good looking blokes, and we're all sat here talking about him. Yes, Simon, <laughs> all of us, young. <laughs> The thing is, that you but do you know? It's just you're right it, there because because we've all we've both spoken about not having a captain, 
So we've seen it, and I would imagine there's there's fifteen thousand Wednesday fans who've seen that we need it, somebody to stand up and, and count. So you'd be going. We need somebody. We need to recruit somebody who is a leader. That's one of your first ones you'd look at. You'd look at recruiting people who you know somebody who can play on the left, somebody who can play on the right, who've got a pace, and somebody with a decent amount of you know crossing ability. You know, this is where a football mind comes in, isn't it? Where we, we're not signing, like, like Dave said, throwing shit at the wall because someone's stick. Let's buy every single midfielder like we did a few years ago because somebody somewhere says they're all right. Alman Abdi, you know, Dave Jones, <laughs> you know, these sort, of, these sort of things. Whereas I actually say, you know what? We really need a decent centre-back who's a leader. You know, these sort of things. But that hasn't happened. It's like, oh, I've heard this midfielder's all right, Alman Abdi. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And until I watched him this friendly and he's got a cracking goal and I thought it was a great bit of business. But then again, obviously. That were against Port Vale. It was still a cracking <laughs> goal. Do, right. All right, then. Right, to name, that point, name, right? name his other goals. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to that point, though, what, what we're saying about getting a leader in, that's all well and good. But we need somebody that's going to come in at a championship level and he's going to turn this uh, this squad around. And with the, the resources that we have now because of the mismanagement, unfortunately, that's not viable. If it was viable, we'd do it. And we can't do it. The reason that we haven't got a 15-goal-a-season striker is because we can't afford a 15-goal-a-season striker. The reason that... You know, uh, yeah, and what Chance here would turn around and say is, I spent between 10 and 12 million... On a champion, on a championship striker that can score oh, 15, 20 goals, and that's what that's what you'd probably get back from him. The fans yeah, wanted he, he, him. He did that. He did that. But he did that in Gary Hooper, and he did that in Stephen Fletcher. That were going to be able to do it for one or two years, and then they were going to be in the position. He did it with Rhodes, didn't it, That's what I meant. Rhodes. Yeah, it, but but he did it for the, for the here and now, back in 2016, 2017. He never thought, let me bring in someone that can. Yeah, it's five goals in first season, ten in second, fifteen in next, and then we can sell him on for three million yeah. more. Like well, we did, we did, we did it Lucas Lucas Yeah, but even then, I, we, we didn't. I don't think we sold him thinking. Oh, I, I didn't think we. I don't think we bought him and then sold him thinking. Oh, we, we, we've 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 made a good deal here. We, we've got about five million for him when we paid. Two or three hours. The point, the point with Jow is that the, at the point that we sold Jow, we had such a, a bloated squad of players that he was expendable. Yeah, he was. So that's the thing. We didn't sell him as a business model. We sold him because somebody oh, else yeah. wanted to buy him for the money that we wanted to, the, yeah. the, they were willing to spend. But hand on heart, I would never, I would not have thought that he would have gone on this season and done what he's done. But that's no. that's, but then, but that's the, um, the gamble Reading have done. And it's paid off for but, this season for yeah, them. Is it, is it a gamble, or have they just done their recruitment right? Have they looked well, ahead, looked at the attributes, and gone, look, we can get something from that, as opposed we, to us just guessing? We play in a certain way. We've seen how he likes to play when he's scored a hat trick or he scored. You know, do you know what I mean? In mm-hmm. the system that the team that have got him, their his parent club. I think at the time we thought we got better players than him. It was it was yeah. like Steve said. We thought we'd got an embarrassment of riches up front. And there was that season when we sold him, wasn't there? Was it a couple of years ago now? Yeah, that the, we, 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 we had Fletcher, we, we had all these players and we thought, you know what? 
when he comes on, he looks a bit lazy, this, that, and the other. So I think every single one of us, when we, when we, what was it, four million that we took with, for him? With, that, with it, add-ons, it, whatever yeah, that could be. Yeah, I mean, we thought to ourselves, wow, what a deal, fantastic. Because he was, at the time, we thought out of the group of strikers we got, he was the worst one out of all of them. So we got rid and we cashed in. And, and where he is now is where he is now. Look at... Just to be clear, I always thought Jordan Rhodes was worse, that he was more... <laughs> you see, that's it. That, that, that does go back to what I was saying, that we had Rhodes, we had Fletcher, we had Hooper, who were Forest, all very... Forestieri well. as well. Forestieri, I knew you. I knew yeah. you, yeah. Who, who were all very well and good for, for then, for, for the one or two or three seasons that that we had him at the peak, but we were never going to be able to to sell these players out. And Glenn Leuven said it. We, we, you know, we've kept players for, for too long. We, we've either bought players for the here and now, and then it's only natural that they get to, you know, 33, 34, and they're out of contract, and that's the end of them. Or we're buying players for here and now that have just got no sell-on value because they do what Almond Al- Al- Well, that, that, was, that was our recruitment policy, wasn't it? Our recruitment policy was to try and get proven ex-premiership players to get us into the premiership. That was our recruitment policy. With, with all there were no long-term. There were no and, long-term. And you're exactly right, there's no long-term. Well, there, is then... no, there, would not have been, there would not have been no long-term for a young striker like Zhao at Wednesday, though, would there? No. The way they were playing and the way, the way they wanted to go about it there was no way they were going to buy a 20-year-old, early 20s striker with a bit of pace, a bit about him, that was going to play any sort of games no, to let them wasn't. build on that. Because Zhao never really played. It came, and the, the thing about him being lazy and coming on and, and stuff, he, he, that was just his persona. That's how he, and even now when I watch Reading, the very, he's got still got it. He still looks a bit lethargic late, but he's got the finishing, he's got the something now, he's got the X that he's going to finish. I think he always, I think he always did, mate. I think he always yeah. did. He, yeah. he always looked like that. Yeah, he, he looked like he had the skills. He really did. But obviously that, that lazy, what, what came across yeah. his stature yeah. stuff, looked lazy. I actually don't think he was. No, 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 no. Persona that he came across, yeah. I think people... People in the club felt that what we had was better than him, and, and rightly so, you know, in regards to Jordan Rose, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And again, I think that's back down to arrogance and stubbornness that, oh, we've signed somebody for £10 million, Rhodes. He's going to be better. He's always going to be better than Jao, which has obviously been proved completely wrong, hasn't it? I think it's quite interesting, you know, though. Again, we're getting back to here with we've got hardly any plan A and no plan B, because when we recruited in that way where it was for the here and now without an eye on the future, it is. It is just you've got to. There's got to be layers, haven't there, to a business model that has to be about this is a, this is your short term solution. This is your medium term solution. This is going to be a long term solution. And we didn't. We just we we lived <laughs> twenty minutes in front of ourselves. Sorry, I was chuckling there. Sorry, Dave. That was very rude of me. That's I mean, cool. so we've we've talked about obviously this afternoon and a bit about transfers, chances, and everything. And we're coming up to. Bloody hell, I can't believe how quick that's gone. Coming up to an hour. So we have got a match. We'll, we'll do a bit of a review. We haven't done a review for ages and, and a preview. We've got a match coming up on Wednesday. And for you that obviously are not going to see this, Simon has just... I, I don't know how to explain what he's just done on the video there. He's just 
He's, he's, a he's, old, he's a miserable old sod, and he's just gone down ten points. <laughs> so, well, come on, it, right, a quick, a, that's it. A quick preview. What do you reckon then? So, if if obviously you're listening to this, whenever we can be barsed to put it out, if we put it out because it's a bit negative in it, but hey ho. Um, Wednesday night. But come on, someone. Is it Wednesday? Yeah, it is Wednesday night. <sighs> Wednesday night against some other team in the same division. Go on then, what do you think? <laughs> this is a great preview. <laughs> oh, mate. I, I, I started talking about... I'll tell you what. I t- everyone <laughs> slags Dan Fudge off about hosting. But I'll tell you what, he does a lot better job than me. Uh, I think we yeah. always put audio and video out here. Because if a face could speak a thousand... If a picture could speak a thousand words, it's our faces when you went, please can <laughs> put out every single one of us if we were in a room we would have all looked at each other and gone round the room several times before I always look at Steve's face because Steve's got a brilliantly expressive face it, and Steve's face was for fuck's sake don't ask me yeah it was it was, <laughs> it was the it, it was the uh, AA meeting where did we go around the room going have you drunk this well, week no bottle of beer big enough <laughs> right go on then so go on then Stevie might as well start with you um, since your mate's just done you <laughs> sorry, sorry Steve <laughs> uh, I, 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 a draw is a good result in terms of you know stopping the rot and if somebody said to me now we, we will draw against a direct competitor um, in, relegate, in the relegation battle I'd take it and that sounds shite to be honest with you doesn't it but I would um, I, I've got no sort of belief or conviction that we're going to win on Wednesday night um, I don't see where the goals are coming from um, I know that they haven't been on the best run of form what a surprise <laughs> well isn't it you know they're, 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 they're toiling they're struggling um, they'll turn us over Wednesday I do believe that um, I don't think it matters who we play in terms of the teams that we play against, where they are in the league, because we'll take points off of Bournemouth. We've lost against Birmingham. We've lost against Wickham. We've lost against Luton twice. We've lost against Rotherham. You know, it, it, there's no rhyme or reason to the teams that we're playing. It's it, it's all about us. We're Steve, almost. Steve, our own head, I was just going to say that. I was just going to interrupt you and say, Steve, do you reckon that we are playing ourselves? Uh, not, yeah. not, don't no. I'm not an idiot. I do know how football works. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I do. We I are mean, in that it's... rut that you said, and we are we are playing ourselves in the respect of mentally. We are not in a good place. We're down there. We as not we the, the team need to get in some sort of headspace that is like believing ourselves. Oh yeah, because we're we're you know we. Like we said, at half time today, we were, I think we were out the relegation zone on uh, uh, with a game in hand. Um, the, the results were going for us. Um, it, everything was starting to look rosy. And you're thinking, we've got Rotherham Wednesday night. This will be the bounce point where we can go on a bit of a run. Um, now I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I can't see how we're going to arrest this, this sort of this slide. I, I can't see where we're going to, we're going to stop it. As you remember last season when we were losing games or drawing games in the in injury time? Remember we went through that period, didn't we, last season where it get to, it, yeah, it, 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 
it, it would get to 90 minutes and we'd concede two. You know, there were Blackburn away, weren't there? That I, I'm trying to Stoke. remember some of them. It was Stoke, Stoke. Yeah, Westwood. Started at Stoke. Of, In fact, it started at Stoke, didn't it, on Boxing it did, Day? Yeah. And, that, and we went through this run of, of, of losing games and drawing games in the last minute and so, so, so and so forth. I, I actually honestly think that our now we, that's happening in the last 45 minutes. It's moved from, you know, like Millwall. We gave Millwall a really good game in that first half, didn't we? And then, and then in the second yeah. half, we just, you know, and they scored, we beat them in the first half and then they hammered us in the second half. And I would say Luton did the same to us today. I would say, um, I would say Brentford did the same, that we it's can't been, seem to be able to like play for nine Simon. I've got to say, I've got to totally agree with that. Of late, we have, however, we have played in the first half. The second half has been significantly worse. Now, sometimes we've been good yeah. in the first half and then gone bad, and sometimes we've been bad and then got worse. But you spot on something. We are not, we are not uh, adapting in games. We are, we have got, we start so, the game. So, so Rotherham will, will know. Rotherham will know. Warren will know that psychologically, physically, mentally, whatever's causing this issue in the second half, that if they soak the pressure up in the first half, if we come out like we did against Luton today and some in some way against other teams that we've then gone and lost in the second half to, that all they need to do, because Warren is a, is a shrewd manager, he's doing what he's doing at Rotherham, he's doing it with quarter of the resources that we theoretically got at Hillsborough, right? That... The, he will come in and he will go, right, lads, fine, let's watch some of these videos. Let's what they look like, what they're like after they come out after the break. And Rotherham will not go into our game with any fear whatsoever. But our lads will come out in that second half when we could be, we've just proven it, haven't we? We could be 2 0 up first half, and they will come out, and as soon as somebody scores, that is it. And we know it as well. We can see it. So so like Steve says, you know, it, it's and well, no, actually, what Ash said, we're playing ourselves. We're playing what's it's, going on up here in our it's heads. Gonna be, it's going to be a mental game, isn't it, Simon? Like exactly like that. It it'll, is. It'll be if we go in two nil. Just if if we do again, Rotherham will know that it's not over, and a lot yeah. of teams will go. It's not over yeah. purely on history. And if yeah. they, if they t- if the manager turns around and throws his teacups, coffee cups, whatever he wants to kick about in the dressing room. And go look, lads. If we score in the first five minutes of like the second half, mm. we're well back in it. We're not just in it; we are well back in it. In it, in it, yeah. In it, in it, yeah. We're in a damn fudge kind of way, yeah. It, it, and that's it, that's that that is a pro- real problem for the whole team and and the management as well. It, it is. Uh, I mean, like like I said, just just recap. We've got because I'm such a fan. I've got it all here. <laughs> We've got Rotherham. Then we have a, a lovely trip to Reading. So Lucas, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then and then a week after we don't play midweek, but then we're uh, we've got Norwich on the sun on the Sunday. So on- which will which will probably beat them because that's just what well, we do. <laughs> which yeah. will be as frustrating as hell. Right. So. Uh-huh. I so think the, the 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 other thing I was going to we're, we're talking about previewing Wednesday night. And I don't know how we can because we can't talk about team selection and predictions or anything else because the sides that we put out at the moment are just it's it goes back to and I know we've been saying it all night it's it's just scattergun it could be absolutely anything 
You know, I, I I couldn't pick based on whether they played well or played poorly or, or scored or not scored today. I couldn't guarantee that any one of those players, for me, I again, I thought Brown was probably our better player today. He'll be on the bench Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. What was that team selection the other the other night? They were, Brentford. Just, yeah, oh, made no sense to me whatsoever. To me, so. to me I, so. I was, I was going to watch the game and I was like, right, I'll watch it. As soon as the, the selection come out, He'd already planned for today. He'd, he'd already, I think he'd turned yeah. up and he'd already gone. That's three points lost. I'm just going to put these guys out for a run out. That's how I, that, I think it was a run out for them guys and thought, right, we've lost it already. I'm going to look for Saturday. And yes, against Brentford, who were in the top two, if we'd have gone out 2 0 today and then probably lost 1 2 1, 1 3 0, whatever, I could have forgiven that that selection but today after the second half then there's for me there's no forgiveness in that it, for, for anybody for, for the team for the manager for the coaching staff for the owner for the fucking tea lady it's her fault as well <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she makes lovely tea but well, she yeah. puts out horrible tweets about Chancery she, so. yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she needs to put something in the bloody tea yeah. to keep them up Fucking ass person. Like. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, guys. I know you've loved it tonight on a Saturday night, but we are getting, we, we are just over an hour. Um, but there, there's a couple of things I want to say before we go. That obviously uh, everyone listening, um, tune into the lockdown lives that we've got going on. We've got quite a few going on. We're very lucky to have some ex players that have been really good, really accommodating, and and talking to us. We really appreciate that. And also, at the minute, we've got a raffle going on as well that ends at the end of March. So, all for a good cause. You can win yourself some Sheffield Wednesday-esque goodies. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, as always, you know where to find us on Twitter. If you like it, if you don't like it, tough shit. We're just going to keep doing it. Um, <laughs> thank you to our, to also thank you to our sponsor as well. Michael oh, Con- shut up. Da- oh, I've because, done a damn thing. Uh, obviously, you're not reading your WhatsApp, and well done, Steve, <laughs> for reminding us. But uh, without, without, our sponsor, we would, without our sponsor, we would have finished 45 minutes ago. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very well played. My, Michael Constantine, yeah, I think yeah. it is, Vic. Yeah, wealth management, obviously. Thank you very much, Si. But yes, we would have, uh, like, um, What's that? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going doing a damn fudge, but you know the the channel late at night that you get that ten minute free view. No, I've, never, I've no, heard no, of no it. idea what you're on about, you mate. Know, yeah, it, you'd have been doing that with us if it weren't for uh, Michael and his uh, very well worth money that we got. Thank you very much, everyone. And what, Steve? <laughs> I've, I've, I've gone total damn fudge there, didn't I? That <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever. Oh. No. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. selection. You just threw words at that and hoped it didn't make a sentence. And it just <laughs> didn't work. That's a bit like that team selection. Oh, sorry. It's been a long day. And I'm just I'm just sampling some of our, um, hopefully, our next sponsor's beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. And uh, we'll see you real soon. Bye. Bye. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. 
Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.